0: It's official. Adrian Beltre is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, which Texas Ranger is going to be next to join him in Cooperstown? I'm talking about all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this show. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you are not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Hit subscribe subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into this show, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, it's official. Adrian Beltre is a first ballot Hall of Famer, getting 95% of the vote. Not quite unanimous, but pretty darn close and, and one of the highest percentages to be voted in on his first ballot. Officially, forever and always, Adrian Beltre is... A Hall of Famer. Thank you to Baseball Reference if you're watching on YouTube. You can see up in that top right corner already, he has that gold banner that says he is a Hall of Famer. I love those little gold banners because they've also got one for the 2023 Texas Rangers. It says... World Series champions up there, which I look at basically every single day since I'm using that for most of my reference points for the show. But hey, Adrian Beltre, Hall of Famer, one of the elite, elite best third basemen of all time. There are very, very few third basemen in the Hall of Fame. There is one more. There is There have been very few Dominican-born players. He is one of, I believe, the fifth player a fifth Dominican board player in the Baseball Writers of America Hall of Fame. And he fully, fully earned it. I mean, so many career accolades, 93.5 career baseball reference for, 477 home runs, 1,700 RBIs, Uh, just absolutely outstanding. A four-time All-Star, which, again, sounds insane to me that Adrian Beltre, a guy who played for what felt like Ages, literally 21 years, was only an all-star four times, and only won a gold glove four four times, and only won, or five times, excuse me, and only won a silver slugger four times, and two-time platinum glove winner. I mean, just one of the greatest, one of the most complete players, one of the most joyful players to ever play the game. Honestly, watching a game where Adrian Beltre was playing, he was always going to do something fun, whether he's being messed with by Elvis Andrews and catching a, a pop fly or trying to touch his head or um, just whatever they were doing, whether he's throwing his glove at him. I mean, Adrian Beltre was an absolute joy to watch and congratulations to the other two players going into the hall of fame with him. Joe Maurer, the former catcher of the Minnesota twins, now a hall of famer, a former MVP. Um, and also uh, where was it? Todd Helton, who, I didn't realize was as good as he was looking at his his peak, how he had a nearly nine war season as a first baseman. That is incredibly difficult to do, both very deserving. I am all on board for the big hall of fame of just, you know, a guy who, I, whoever I want in there, the, the criteria I'm looking for is just a guy who, you know, you want to tell your kids about, who you want to future generations to know about of, hey, this guy was awesome. This guy made the sport of baseball great. This this guy is is an absolute you know, asset to the sport and was one of the best players of his era. All three of those guys were. All three of those guys are very deserving Hall of Famers. But it led me to think, who's going to be next in a Rangers cap? There are only three guys in a Texas Rangers cap. Well, maybe not necessarily just in a Rangers cap, but just former Ranger players who will be Next in the Hall of Fame. Let's start by looking at some guys who, well, are former Rangers. One of them is still in the league. One of them is going to be on the ballot this year. And I think a couple of these guys are are all pretty fringy, but but do have a case. I'm going to start with Cole Hamels, who last pitched in 2020. It has been the hottest of minutes since he has played, and I think he is going to be one of the guys who is just, there's going to be a lot of heated debate about Cole Hamels. He was with the Rangers from 2015 to 2018 when the Rangers traded him at midseason. He has never won a Cy Young, but he is a four-time All-Star. He won the World Series in 2008 with the Philadelphia Phillies, was the World Series MVP, was the NL CS MVP. Um, would have been cool if he could have led the Rangers to similar success in the playoffs, but hey, that wasn't the case. A 59 career baseball reference war, an ERA of 3.43, nearly 2,700 innings, literally just two innings shy of 2,700 for his career. I uh, was just a very, very good pitcher for a long time. I mean, he his peak, his, his best season um, was, was probably... I'd say uh, 2014, right before he got traded, he had a a 2.5 ERA, 246, 200 innings, just shy of 200 strikeouts, um, 198, finished 6th in Cy Young Young voting that year, was somehow uh, not an All-Star, he had 3 four different seasons where he finished in the top 10 of Cy Young voting or just got Cy Young votes in general. Highest he finished was fifth. That was in 2011 on that just absolutely insanely good staff um, in 2011. Those Phillies were were so good. I think he's right on the peak. I don't think that he's necessarily going to be a Hall of Famer, but there's there's definitely arguments to, to put him in. I think he is probably going to stay on the ballot for Several years, I don't think he's going to be a one-and-done guy because, I mean, it's just the counting stats alone, the amount of time that he was a very, very good pitcher. I think that's definitely someone who's worthy of consideration, but I don't think it'll ultimately happen. Uh, Elvis Andrews is a guy who's going to be in the Rangers Hall of Fame for sure. I don't know if they're going to retire his number. Um I think they might because he had so many records with the Rangers was with Texas for 11 years and was on some of the best Rangers teams ever and was a, you know, the heart and soul of those teams, a fan favorite for sure. He is still in the league. We'll see, um, If someone signs him this year, this could have been his last season. I don't anticipate that being the case. I think he's still a valuable player, and and someone will sign him, but I don't necessarily think that he will be um, a Hall of Famer. Another active player who I think has a case, depending on how the next couple of years go, is Hugh Darvish. He has never won a Cy Young, much to my chagrin. I think 2013 he was absolutely robbed of a Cy Young. He was absolutely incredible at his peak and uh, depending how the next couple of years go, I think I think he's got a case. I mean, cuz he's been, you know, very very good for several years at his peak. I feel like people forget how insanely good he was. At his peak, I mean, he came over from Japan. He's pitched 1,600 innings in the big leagues, um, just shy of... He'll probably hit 2,000 strikeouts this year. He's at 1,929 strikeouts, Um 31 career baseball reference for an ERA right around three and a half, five-time All Star, uh, and we'll see how the next couple of seasons go with San Diego. This was a a rough year for him, um, but you know, 2022 was a very good year for him. He's gonna be this is gonna be his age 37 season. Just the career, you know, Ks per night of how good he's been at striking batters out, you know late on into his career. He got Cy Young votes as recently as 2022. Uh, He finished second in Cy Young voting in 2020 in that shortened season with the Cubs. He was absolutely incredible. A 201 ERA in those 76 innings and 93 strikeouts. He he and Trevor Bauer and Jacob DeGrom were all absolutely insanely good that shortened season in 2020. Um, Unfortunately, the of those three, the one that I liked the least got that Cy Young wasn't Jacob DeGrom's Cy Young. Unfortunately, that would have been three Cy Young for him. We'll, we'll talk more about why that's going to look uh, going to be really important to him and, and why it's going to be really frustrating looking back that uh, he didn't get that th- third Cy Young then. Um, but I, I think Hugh Darvish is a guy who we'll have to see how these next couple of years go. But I, I think he's probably going to pitch for at least another couple seasons. I, uh, I think his contract is he, he's signed for a long time before. Uh, for uh, yeah through 2028. So through his age forty one season, so we'll see how he looks in the next couple of years. But he's got such a a really good you know pitch mix, and he's such an intelligent pitcher. I mean, some of the velocity is is not quite as insanely good as it was, but I mean he's got eighteen billion pitches like he always has, and um, so much movement on it, and such a a, a very talented pitcher. Um, I hope he bounces back this year and looks more like his old self. But um, if he continues putting up those numbers, you know, into his forties, I, I think there is definitely a very strong, strong case for you Darvish to be in the baseball writers hall of fame coming up we'll look at one more former ranger and a few current rangers who I think definitely have a shot to make the hall of fame right after this word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by Fandle the NFL regular season is done, but hey, there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's a bunch of different ways to get in on the action. Whether you want to bet on the Dallas Mavericks or you know another local team with the Dallas Stars, or you want to bet on some Rangers, they're starting to get their baseball odds up. I know the Rangers have you know pretty decent odds to win the 2024 World Series. And go back to back, not the favorites, but hey, if you're looking at those odds and thinking, yeah, the Rangers are definitely going to go back to back when their second World Series title have a, a drought of zero years, um, and that would be a whole lot of fun. But if you want to go get in on the action, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has lost the, the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And shout out to the everydayers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. We'll be back on Friday talking a little bit about... Um, what the Rangers, if the Rangers can actually win the World Series as currently constructed, without making any more signings. Now, I'm talking about a couple more Rangers, former Rangers that might be Hall of Fame candidates. There's, there's two more guys that I want to talk about. One of them retired this year. One of them retired a couple of years ago. That is Ian Kinsler. He is a four-time All-Star, a two-time Gold Glover. Did get his World Series ring, not with the Rangers, unfortunately, um, but did get it in 2018. With Mitch Moreland, a fun story that I heard about Ian Kinsler is is he and Mitch Moreland were, neither of them were in the game uh, for the final out of that 2018 World Series with the Red Sox, but they both found each other in that ninth inning and and stood next to each other in the dugout, kind of, you know, (laughs) holding each other, having and having experienced both those demons in 2011 of knowing it's not over until it's officially over, um, and that story just really warms my heart. But Ian Kinsler is a guy who was incredibly underappreciated for how good he was for so many years with the Rangers, 54.1 career baseball reference war, literally one hit shy of 2000 in his major league career. Just one hit shy, I feel like that would drive me absolutely insane. Um, He's just seven stolen bases shy of finishing with 250 homers and 250 stolen bases, um, 243 stolen bases for him in his career, 257 career home runs. Career OPS of 777, just 7% better, though, than league average, a 107 OPS. Those final years really kind of dragged him down. I mean, he was fantastic with the Rangers from 2006 all the way to 2013 with Rangers. Traded him to Detroit for Prince Fielder where he declared, I hope that the Rangers lose 162 games and they didn't that year, but everything went to crap in 2014 and I'm playing the curse of Ian Kinsler. Um, just a very, very underrated talented player. a, a guy who for some reason just got, all the shade for, for popping up. Um, it wasn't even all that often, but the things that he did were, were so incredible. I don't think he's quite a Hall of Famer. I think if he had had a couple more year good years in Detroit, then that really would have sold it. Um, that first year Detroit wasn't great for him either. A 727 um, OPS that year was just way down from what he had been doing in years past with the Rangers. Did have one really great season where he won a gold glove in a Detroit, an 831 OPS for him as a 34-year-old in 2016 where he had 28 home runs that year. Um, was just solid very good player very underrated very overlooked um had a couple of six war seasons, one in 2009, one, a seven war season in 2011, where he was yeah, finished 11th place in MVP voting. Um, I thought he absolutely deserved it that year. Uh, all those votes and all that love that he got. Just a very, very good player, but not quite a Hall of Famer. Another guy, Hall of Very Good, Nelson Cruz, 42.2 career baseball reference WAR. 464 career home runs. Announced his retirement the day after the Rangers won their first ever World Series. Not at all. Uh, I think a coincidence. Seven time All Star, four time Silver Slugger, 2011 ALCS MVP, an absolutely monumental series he had there. A career OPS plus of 130. Just a very, very good hitter and a guy who, you know, didn't really break in as an everyday big leaguer really until his age. 26 season 96 games in 2007 with the rangers and he really that's when he kind of established himself didn't make his first all-star team till age 28 and then just was phenomenal in the entire back half of his, of his career as a dh uh which he only started in baltimore because the rangers didn't want to sign him to play the outfield anymore um after well we all know why one particular play, uh, that can't hurt us anymore. But then he went to go sign a one year deal with Baltimore anyway, to be a DH and was a DH for the rest of his career and was absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, would have been really nice to have him on those 2015 and and 16 Rangers teams. But I digress. That is fine. I'm very happy for Nelson Cruz, having his career, um, having a phenomenal career, I mean phenomenal back of his career as an incredible DH. Um, but I don't quite think he is going to make the hall of fame. Now, the question I asked at the top of the show was who's going to be the next ranger to make the hall of fame. Um, well, there's a pretty obvious answer and you're probably all screaming at me, Bryce. It's Mac Scherzer. I know, I know it's Mac Scherzer. Uh, Obviously he is a current ranger. Um, we'll see how much longer he pitches in the big leagues. His contract is through the end of this year. I would anticipate he probably pitches in 2025. We'll, We'll see how much longer. Um, maybe if he goes out on top and actually gets to pitch for, more than one game in another world series championship this year, then uh, I'd anticipate he might hang it up after this year, but I don't know. He's a competitive guy. He wants to, probably wants to keep going. He's going to turn 40 this year. And I think he might pitch into his early forties, maybe age 41, 42. We'll see how many more seasons we'll see how he comes back from this back injury. Um, I think that'll kind of, decide for him of of how much he is going to uh, how much longer he's going to pitch he's an eight-time all-star a three-time Cy Young winner a two-time world series champion and the counting stats for him are just absolutely insane for how long he's pitched in the big leagues I mean 16 years and and how healthy he's been until really the last couple of years I mean he's just just the mark the model of consistency I mean 2,800 innings pitched in his career I mean twenty where, where was it? 2000 and, or excuse me, 3,367 career big league strikeouts. Absolutely insane. And 75 career baseball reference war. Like the guy has been absolutely insanely good and insanely consistent for so, so long. I mean, it's just bonkers how good this guy has been for, um, the longest time. I, I think it's, Best season it was was probably two thousand and eighteen with the Nationals when he had a two and a half ERA in two hundred and twenty innings and three hundred strikeouts. The first and only time that he uh, hit three hundred strikeouts in his career had another. Uh, the next highest was the one of the other Cy Young awards. Actually, that was the year he didn't even win a Cy Young award. He went back to back in two thousand sixteen and seventeen, and then in two thousand eighteen. Oh, who who was there to to steal his thunder? Oh yeah, that was a, a guy named um, uh, Jacob Degrom. You might have heard of him. (laughs) Absolutely insane how good Max Scherzer has been for years and was very good with the Rangers in those eight starts in the regular season. And those uh, shorter stints, he gave the Rangers what they needed to win a World Series. I, I don't think that the Rangers would have won the World Series without Max Scherzer. They wouldn't have. I don't even think they would have gotten to the playoffs if not for those eight starts down the stretch where he was absolutely crucial and very, very good. Um, that I was told by the Mets fans that he was washed and had nothing left to offer. Well, maybe he just didn't have anything left to offer the Mets, which is fine by me. I think he's still got something left to offer the Rangers. We'll see how he looks when he comes back. But I mean, I don't think he's going to win another Cy Young. I don't think he's going to finish with any more, uh, All Star appearances because uh, he's not going to pitch probably until around the All Star break this year. Um, maybe fans will vote him in anyway just as kind of a you know going away present but i don't think he's going to retire after this year so i don't necessarily see that happening but i mean an all-time legend and there are a few rangers players that are active right now on the Texas Rangers that i think have a borderline to very very good case to be hall of famers we're going to talk about them in just a second right after this word from our sponsors Now, outside of Max Scherzer, who is an absolute surefire, the the lockest lock of all locks to make the Hall of Fame, I think there are three Rangers players currently on the roster that have a borderline chance to very good chance to make the Hall of Fame. And let's start with the oldest one, the one I think will probably retire uh, the soonest. That is Jacob deGrom. DeGrom is, well, we know the case for Jacob deGrom. He is a World Series champion now, which I have a Problem with baseball reference, not having that on his baseball reference page. He, he was on the team. He didn't pitch in the World Series, but he is still a World Series champ. And again, every game for the Rangers mattered this year. Those six starts that he had were not nothing. Um, and I don't know that the Rangers, you know, Maybe they miss out on the playoffs. They were, The margins were very slim without those six starts from Jacob DeGrom. Who knows what happens this year? Um, but he's a two-time Cy Young winner, a four-time All-Star, um, a Rookie of the Year, and a World Series champion. And when he's on the mound, he is the greatest pitcher on the planet. And he has been for some time. He has a 2.53 career ERA in nearly 1,356 innings, 1,652 strikeouts for his career, a WHIP below 1.993, um, 44.8 career Baseball Reference WAR. Around 50 to 60 Baseball Reference WARs is usually the mark of a Hall of Famer, and um, it, it'll be close for Degrom. It'll be more of a more of you know a peak argument for for DeGrom and then a counting stats cumulative argument because again we've all seen how good he has been he finished third in Cy Young voting in 2020 despite having a 238 ERA 104 strikeouts in just 68 innings insane absolutely insanely good year in 2020 was an all-star in 2021 um, finished ninth in Cy Young voting despite only making 15 starts because that year I think this might be the most impressive year even though he only pitched you know 92 innings in 2021 I still think this is the most impressive year that he has had even though he had a, a year we had a 170 ERA in 217 innings and he won his first Cy Young that year um, but in 2021 in those 15 starts 92 innings he struck out 146 batters and had a 1.08 ERA. 1.08 as a starting pitcher in 15 starts, half a season. That's nuts. That's honestly insane level of peak for him. I mean, he was not spectacular really in his I mean for DeGrom standards in his 6 starts. He was very good. 45 strikeouts and 30 in 30 and a third innings with the Rangers this year at a 2.67 ERA, um, and part of that was inflated due to the bonkers opening day start um, against the Phillies. Um, but but still, when he's on the mound, he is just it is one of my it's my favorite thing in baseball to watch is Jacob Degrom at his peak. Like it's. Scintillating! It is joyous, and I am so looking forward to him getting back on a mound and and hopefully pitching for the Rangers in a push to the playoffs and even in the playoffs because I I I need a Jacob Degrom Texas Rangers playoff start like I need air to breathe. And having two Cy Youngs and you know if he gets to two thousand career strikeouts, which I think that he will, I think he'll very clearly get to fifteen hundred innings. We'll we'll see if he gets to two thousand. He's you know six hundred and forty three and two thirds away from that. Um, He's got three, four years left on his contract Um, with the mutual option. It'll be four years. Um, So we'll, we'll see what that looks like. He's obviously going to miss most of this year. Probably August is when he comes back. He's got an interesting case. Um, Again, it's the, it's the longevity The will the counting staffs be enough. I feel like that 2021 season is kind of, it's kind of a perfect encapsulation of, of Jacob Degrom's you know, hall of fame, his case for the Cy Young that year is going to be like his case for making the hall of fame, whenever he does uh, decide to hang it up. And I'm I'm hoping that he can have a research come back from Tommy John and, and finish his career kind of like Justin Verlander of like, Oh, just pitch into his, his forties and, and be just as good as he was when he was insanely good um in his like, you know, mid twenties. We'll see what that looks like. And um, maybe that's me being incredibly optimistic, but his case is going to be like, yeah, he didn't, pitch all the time but he did have that prolonged run like through 2020 um where he was pretty unhealthy for for most of that <laughs> for most and he just kept getting better and better and better and better and even when you think he can't get any better he, he just does he finds some new edge to to give his game and i think he's a hall of famer in my opinion i, I real i really do i mean unless he, like, never throws another pitch again in the big leagues. Even then, I still think he's he's got a case. He's only pitched 10 years in the big leagues, and if he gets to, like, 15, which I, I think he will, we'll see what he looks like in those 15 years. Um But I think he's going to pitch this year. If that'll be 11 years. Um But, I mean, he's just... If you don't, if you didn't watch them, you just look at the counting stats. Which I'm convinced that some Hall of Fame voters, the 16 that didn't vote for Adrian Beltre on their first ballot, I'm convinced that either they don't watch baseball, one, or two, they just hate baseball, or maybe three, they just wanted to make it about themselves and uh, get people to pay attention to them. The the three or whatever that had the that had the. Uh, audacity to make their names public which i respect them for at least making their names public to say hey look how much of a doofus i am i'm not going to vote for adrian Beltre on his first ballot because i'm more important than adrian beltray <laughs> no you're not you're absolutely not none of these baseball writers are and the you know 13 i think there's just three of them that made their their faces public that didn't vote for him. the 13 cowards that anonymously anonymously snubbed adrian beltray from being a unanimous first ballot hall of famer um but if you watch take pitch. And you see him at his peak, which is just whenever he's on the mound, he is at his peak because he's that good when he's pitching. It's hard to not think, wow, this is this is one of the best pitchers we have ever seen. And that is a guy who I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. The other two guys who who I think have very good Hall of Fame cases for the Rangers are, well, it, it's, a, it's a real mystery. No, I, I think it's got to be um, Brad Miller. No, <laughs> it's Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Now Simeon's case for to be a Hall of Famer, you may be thinking, I don't, I don't know, Marcus Simeon. He was so mediocre for for so long in his career. I mean, yeah, he's he's hitting his peak really well with, in Texas. He Signed as a free agent to, to be in Texas, his age thirty one season. And yeah, he won a he won a World Series with the Rangers, which Beltre didn't do. Um, he won a Silver Slugger, was an All Star with the Rangers. Not a whole lot of All Star love before this. Um, had a seven and a half WAR season as, as a 32 year old was a leadoff hitter has the record for most played appearances in a regular season and um playoff combined because he plays every freaking day and he was on the world series winning team batting leadoff uh, literally and playing second base literally every single game but that's kind of how adrian beltray was when when he came to the rangers again i've i've compared these guys a lot and i I, th- I mean, it's a huge compliment to Simeon. Simeon, unfortunately, doesn't have all the, the goofiness and silliness that that Adrian Beltre does and h- how he plays, uh, which is which is fine. That's not who Simeon is, and no one's Adrian Beltre. Um, but Simeon has his own, um, you know, consistency, his own, like, um, just the similarities of, like, they were in the league for a long time, had, like, one really insanely good season. Well, for Simeon, it was, it was more two insanely good seasons. Well, I guess, let's see. One insanely good season with the initial team that um, they, you know, made their names with. So Beltre's, you know, nine-war season where he finished second in MVP voting to Barry Bonds um, and had 56 home runs in, I think it was 2004. Um, And for Simeon, that was 2019 when he finished third in MVP voting with Oakland. And then in their career year, they had a, you know, signed a one-year contract, a prove-it deal with somebody after a not-great year the year before um, for for Beltre, that was you know 2009. His his stint with the Mariners was just not great. And then he signed the one-year deal with the Red Sox and had an amazing year, and then signed the big contract with the Rangers at age 31. And for Simeon, it was very similar. He had a one-year prove-it deal in Toronto where he was an all-star. He was a gold-glover, silver slugger, finished third in MVP voting, and in a normal year, might have won it. Um, but that just so happened to be the year where Vladdy Jr. went nuclear. Um, He had an eight-and-a-half, or excuse me, a seven-war season that year, Um, not even his highest baseball-reference war season. And then Shohei Otani was doing Shohei Otani things, so that um, kind of left him out there. Um, But this year, I mean, having a a seven-and-a-half-war season, I mean, even last year at 31, um, he had nearly a six-war season as a down year. He was not very good by his standards. So if he can have kind of a back end of his career like Beltre, which... Again, it's very difficult to ask anyone to do. It's it's very rare that you see someone have you know their best years, age 33, 4, 5, 6. Um, but Beltre did it, and Simeon takes care of his body in a similar way that I, I think he could do it. Um, that That's the case for Marcus Simeon. His total career baseball reference for right now is 41.8. If he gets to the 60, 65, or 70 mark, which he just might depending on how he finishes his career, I, I think he's got a strong case. And then with Corey Seager it's kind of a similar deal to Jake Vikram. It's not as much about the counting stats and well, we'll see how healthy he is to through the final, what eight years of this contract. He's still going in, He's not even turned 30 yet. He's going into his age 30 season. He's already got two world series MVPs, which is the most that anyone's ever had. If he adds a third, I don't see how they keep him out. I mean, if he wins an actual MVP, which he just might this year, he finished second last year and, Only finished second because, again, Shohei Otani is just doing unprecedented things. He won a Silver Slugger, was an All-Star. He's been an All-Star five times in his career, three times Silver Slugger. Excuse me, four times in his career, three times Silver Slugger. I don't see him winning a gold glove unless something crazy happens. But, you know, for him, if he can keep up, you know, something similar to his career numbers of having a 873 career OPS as a shortstop, and if he can stay at shortstop for another, like, three three, four seasons, then I think he's definitely got a case to be a Hall of Famer. And if he wins another World Series MVP, I don't see a scenario where they can keep him out. Now, the only other guys on this team with even you can even think about is uh, maybe if Evan Carter just has a career OPS of 1,000 of what he just has done for the last month and a half, if he just keeps doing that, he's probably a Hall of Famer. But again, he's... 21 years old, so it's kind of insane to put those expectations on him. Maybe Sebastian Walcott comes up and has an insane career, or uh, Wyatt Langford does the same, but again, those guys haven't even made the big leagues yet, so speculating on their Hall of Fame track is kind of insane. But hey, The Rangers have, you know, potentially four Hall of Famers on their team right now looking to go back to back and win World Series. And um, congratulations, Adrian Beltre. What a phenomenal career he had looking back on it. It always brings me joy. And I can't wait to see who the next Texas Ranger to make it into the Hall of Fame is going to be. Probably Max Scherzer. But hey, who freaking knows? That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.